I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. Hi, this is Jen Amadeo, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Yes, so thank you to Jen Armadeo, who has introduced the Tennis Podcaster today and is one of our Kickstarter backers for 2019. One of the reasons why we're able to produce this many shows. And uh, yeah, we, we, we can't thank all of you enough who've supported us over the last year. Um, nearly 130 shows we've produced now. I think it will be that many by the time we finish the year. And the, the goal is to, to produce just as many next year if we can do as, as many exciting things as we possibly can with the show. Um, and so our Kickstarter will begin on December the 2nd uh, in just a couple of weeks' time. Now, you can hear uh, an announcement in the background there in Madrid because that's where Matt Roberts is in the middle of the night, Matt. It has been a long old day for you. How's it going? Yes, that was just to announce that Australia are coming into press, which is not even the last thing that will be happening tonight because there's still a doubles match to go. As I come to you, it is 10 past midnight. That will be on court in 10 minutes. And it's all a little <laughs> bit bonkers. Um, but it's very Spain, very Madrid. And if there's one city where you can get away with it, it probably is this one. Um, but yes, I'm having to slightly keep my voice down because... I'm in the media centre, don't want to disturb anyone, but I am absolutely buzzing, having just uh, just been on court for Nadal. You, you were on court with Nadal? I was, yes. That's a bit of a yes, turn Yes, he up. beat me in two. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you looked remarkably like Karen Anchinov. <laughs> Um, what, what, just just to be clear, what time did you get there today? Uh, I got on site about half past ten this morning. Half past ten? Yeah. So just, just the 14 hours ago. <laughs> And, uh, and he still hasn't finished yet. The doubles is about to start. It's one all between uh, Spain and Russia. And, uh, and then once that's all done, Matt, Matt will leave. And it's about an hour into his hotel. So <laughs> he'll be there about 4 a.m. Fantastic. And it's an early start tomorrow with uh, GB on at 11. <laughs> yes, now we're talking. Brilliant. Um, right. Uh, this match, let's start with it, the one you're watching right now. We, we've decided we've, we have to record now uh, because we're, it's just going on so late. Um, it's, it's been proper Davis Cup 
tonight, hasn't it, in terms of what we know as Davis Cup. It's been a home team against an away team, and I think that this is, you know, the one side of things people may say, well, there you go then. It does it does preserve this kind of Davis Cup that people cherish so much. Others will say, well, yeah, this is what makes us so sad that we're losing the home and away throughout the year. You know, it depends how you're coming at it, doesn't it? I mean, I loved it tonight. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, first of all, we had Andre Rublev um, beating Roberto Bautista a gut 7-6 in the third, including a 7-0 mm. tiebreak, which is was mind-blowing. And then we've had Rafael Nadal equal things up against Karen Hatchinov uh, in a really close one, particularly the second set. That Rublev-Bautista gut match kind of had everything. It was such a good match, and it was such an easy one for the fans to get into because there were so many swings of momentum. There were lots of breaks, lots of break points, lots of big moments, and it just was absolutely perfect for that atmosphere, which was which was special at the start, and then it just reached a kind of crescendo towards the end of that third set. Um, and then there was this really strange atmosphere when when Bautista Agu lost, couldn't get his racket on a ball in the in the tiebreak, as you said. Rublev winning at seven seven love, just cracking winners. And then it was kind of like, hmm, is this going to be a problem for Spain? You know, we can't. You know, if Russia win, Spain are fighting for second in their group. You know, they might not go through. Um, and then everyone kind of remembered. Oh, hang on a minute, we've got uh, we've got Rafael Nadal. Um, things. Things might be okay. And I always think in Spain, whenever Real Madrid play, there's an expectancy that they're going to win. You know, Real Madrid fans go to the stadium expecting Real Madrid to win. And I really got that sense with Nadal tonight. It was like, okay, it's fine. We've got Nadal. He will win. And that is an incredible amount of pressure on Nadal. Yeah. And yet he just performed so well, like it was any other match. He was so relentless first ball to last and I'd like to see more Nadal Hatchinov I think that's a really good matchup really it's, yes. it works really well they've had some good matches in the past and this was another one and yet Nadal just does what Nadal does 25th win in a row in the Davis Cup he's wow. he's only record. ever lost once to Novak but not Novak Djokovic Yuri Novak <laughs> 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 in, his, in his first ever Davis Cup tie. And then he's won 25 in a row since then. I mean, the man only ever the lost man one. is extraordinary. And and, t- and tonight, he, I saw the first set. I mean, I saw the whole match. But the first set, he was like a dog who's just been given meat for mm. the first time in a week. He was just ravenous. He and, was. And it was... It was everything that the O2 wasn't, certainly in, this, in the first couple of um, rounds, uh, group matches he had there. But I just felt when he went out of the O2, although it was sort of a shame on one level for that event, I thought, crikey, this is going to do him the world of good. He's had three matches. He's got progressively better. And now here he is looking fresh and ready to go. And, and you saw that, the way he burst out of the blocks. Yeah, this would this was not possible without what he did at the O2. He he played himself kind of out of an injury and into form there. And his tennis is just right where he wants it to be. I mean, you know, let's not forget he ended up beating the eventual champion at the O2. Uh, you know, he was he was playing that well by the end of it. And I just think he's developed his game so much. I just think 
you know, his backhand now is almost as good as his forehand at times, and yet his footwork's so good that he's able to get himself as many forehands as possible. Um, he varied his serve right right in the end of the tie break. He'd been serving out wide the the whole match, and then he hit one up the tee and caught Hatchinoff completely by surprise. Just an amazing kind of sense of the moment and tactical decision in, under that pressure. Um, yeah, he was he was he was spellbinding tonight, and there was a really crackling atmosphere. And watching the watching any member, I think, of the big three in front of their home crowd is going to be very special and certainly that was the case with Nadal there's such such appreciation for him yeah in the second set Hatchinov really started to get into it with him didn't he 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 took him on he went toe to toe and I did feel that Nadal was starting to look a little tight at the end there because as you say that enormous pressure and let's not forget they were 1-0 down mm. Um, Spain from that first rubber and, and he it's on him he's got to produce um, and you know just imagine if that had gone into a third set oh I know well, <laughs> I mean, what, what time would you have been playing then <laughs> well, they haven't even got the doubles on it's, it's 17 minutes past midnight in Madrid the doubles players haven't walked onto the court yet yes well we would not be talking now David <laughs> <laughs> no we wouldn't um, so anyway he got the job done did Nadal just just a reminder on that Rublev against Batistra good match Rublev was cramping mm. during that match they played a 47 stroke rally that uh, that Rublev was just hammering the ball around and Batistra wouldn't let it go and ended up winning the rally I just think that is a fantastic win for Rublev I have never watched a Bautista Gu match in which the other person did not end up broken. Um, I remember the obviously the Andy Murray one at the start of the year. Um, then he backed that up by kind of just outlasting John Millman. And now this one, I don't quite know how Rublev managed to play through that cramp. It looked pretty bad, especially on his yeah. serve. After he was serving, he was really having to shake out his leg and he looked in a lot of pain. And yet he obviously just thought, Oh, sod rallies! I'm just going to hit winners in the tiebreak, <laughs> and it, and it maybe maybe that tactic kind of worked against Bautista Agu to try and wear him down because Rublev it kind of channeled him single-minded tactic that he needed to to adopt. Mm. Yeah, more announcements in the media centre, drama here on the tennis podcast. You get a little bit of live as well. Um, so. What else have we had today? We are still waiting for, for the doubles. We, we don't even know if it's Nadal, do we, in the doubles? Uh, the, the last I saw was that it wasn't going to be, but to be honest, I don't, I don't know. They, you no. can, you can, your singles players are locked in um, when you, an hour before the tie starts, but you are allowed to change your doubles lineup. Yeah. So I'd, and they've got to be back for another match tomorrow at 6 p.m., so it's... Yeah. Uh, it's pretty full on um canada are through they mm. beat the united states 2-0 just a word on vasek pospisil who has been amazing so far hasn't he i mean he he got a great win yesterday he beat fabio fanini yesterday um and then he's he's gone and beaten riley opelka today that that guy who's seven foot tall and and serving missiles and pospisil was just so athletic so good and Canada look really into this. That, I mean, the, Shapovalov won his match as well. Yeah, Pospisil, his career has been really marred by injury, hasn't it? The, you know, when you see him play like he did, well, like he has done this this week so far, you just think, 
what if kind of because um, he's got a good serve he's steady from the from the baseline and he likes coming forward I, li- I really like watching him play he's got a really really nice style um, and yeah Denis Shapovalov is in a rich vein of form um, obviously knocking well beating Berrettini yesterday and now taking out Taylor Fritz another another really good win someone with a kind of similar similar-ish ranking um, yeah, they're looking they're looking really good, Canada. Although I must say that tie ended in very weird circumstances. In that um, Canada announced that the doubles would be Shapovalov against uh, and Orger Aliassime teaming up, kind of Orger Aliassime's first go at this Davis Cup Finals. And then about fifteen minutes later, it was announced that they'd actually forfeited the doubles, and USA would be winning it six love six love. Um, now the reason being the reason that's been given is because that the players were deemed to be injured three of the four players now I must don't really understand that given that you've got a squad and you are allowed to change the lineup. Um, Frank Dankovic has basically admitted in his press conference the uh, the Canadian captain that they did it to preserve more than anything um, he says they're not quite able to play what they up to their highest level because they're tired and they want to save them for the rest of the tournament now I, I get that they want to preserve their players but does that not bring this, you know, the integrity into question a little bit bearing in mind that doubles the whole point of it is that it counts because sets and games are going to count Italy sh- really should be fuming about this because USA get a six love six love on their on their scorecard mm. so i'm just trying to work this out that at the moment italy and the u.s have both lost their matches so canada already through correct does it when canada when italy plays against the united states who goes through is it the is it the winner of their it will be well Whoever wins won't necessarily go through. They, both those teams will be playing for one of the two highest-ranking right. losers, essentially, in the round robin, and they they go through to the quarterfinals. Two of the of the teams, um, but that comes down to sets and games, and this is going to be a big advantage for the US to have a six love six love on their on their scorecard. Um, so I, I'm a bit bamboozled actually as to why that has been allowed to happen why couldn't they figure out some combination of players that you know at least were able to get on court yeah that that's that's problematic and um and we'll 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 have to look a little further into this and ask one or two more questions because that doesn't sound right to me uh to as you say in terms of fairness so Mm. we'll see what italy have to say about it tomorrow um and also yeah i have to ask the question as to because I mean, one thing I would say about this kind of competition is things that are put in place at the outset of something brand new like this are probably going to have to have tweaks mm. made to them. Because, and I think that that, to a large degree, has to be expected. For instance, the fact that it's going on with the doubles at this time of night. I mean, I know it's Spain. I know it's uh, it is the national team, and and people are going to hopefully stay around to watch this doubles. But it is ridiculous really that that at 12:30 in the middle of the night they're about to start a best of three set doubles match which could end up at 3:30 in the morning 
Um, and it could have been worse if, if Nadal had gone mm. into a deciding set. So there's a tweak. You know, they're probably going to have to bring the start time forwards. Now, they had to do that with the O2 Arena uh, 11, 10 years ago. When they first started the O2, I was... I think it's fair to, to say this because the O2 is a tournament, the ATP Finals, that we hold up as a great example of a very well-run event, and, and that's what it is. But in the first year, people were missing the tube to get mm. home because it was starting too late, um, and, people, and people were just left stranded having to walk home. This was 2009. And we had that situation with the qualifying where nobody knew who had qualified um, when Andy Murray was in the group with Juan Martin Del Potro. And even Murray was tweeting from home, um, have I qualified or not, after the <laughs> Del Potro match. And everybody was standing around, looking around at each other. And I think it changed. I think he, he failed to qualify by a single game, I think, mm. in the end. And you've got Del Potro, who was playing uh, a knockabout on the court with Carlos Tevez while they worked it out. <laughs> I mean, it was it was comical, comical scenes. Yeah. And, and yet... A year later, they've got you know they've got a computer system for it that that just you know a couple of punch, punches of a button and they'd sorted it all out. You know, then we 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 never have that now, do we? I mean, mm. we know exactly the scenario going into those matches. Okay, they might be a bit tense trying to work out who's qualified and who hasn't. Uh, f you know, when you're doing it in your head, but usually it's just written down and everybody knows where they are. So these sort of adjustments will need to be made but I suspect that this is one that really is going to have to be looked at pretty sharpish yeah and there's there's an awful lot it will say an awful lot about the competition if they do spot a error and change it that you know everyone will be able to accept that and as you said first edition not everything is going to be completely smooth but you know people will be a lot harsher next year if, if something like that hasn't been sorted out hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello Tennis Podcast listeners, David here. Now you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. 
Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. You mentioned Australia. That's the one tie that's sort of kind of passed me by a little mm. bit. I, I, I saw a, couple, a few points of Alex Dimonor sealing victory for them. They were 2-0 up against Colombia. Um, but Nick Kyrgios played. And when was the last time Nick Kyrgios played a match that we barely even noticed happened? I mean, that's a, a measure of kind of how much was going on at the same time. But, but uh, yeah, he, he played. He played and he won and he served well and it passed me by. Yeah, it was it was very strange having Nick Kyrgios on court and, you know, not, not all the eyeballs on him. Um, but the, the most eye-catching um, score there is that uh, Piers and Thompson beat uh, Cabal and Farah in the, in the doubles. So that was a, a, a 3-0 victory in the end for Australia, which, you know, they play... Um, they play Belgium tomorrow, which will will just be a straight shootout to see who goes through. Right. Well, that'll be very interesting to see. We have um, earlier in the day as well, there was France playing and things did not exactly go according to plan for them, did they? I mean, there we were talking about Mahou and Herbert a few days ago, looking utterly unbeatable. I think they'd won 18 sets in a row and suddenly they were right on the brink today, weren't they? Yes, I picked them to win the title, and within about half an hour, it looked like they were going to lose to a Nishikori-less Japan. Um, <laughs> but they, they did manage to, to squeak the win in the end. And really, before Spain, this was, this was the story of the day, the, the France-Japan tie. It was, on the one hand, absolutely everything you would expect and want from Davis Cup. It was the underdogs punching above their weight, making a really good match of it, and 100% passion and commitment from the players, really good matches. And yet, on the other hand, there was barely anyone in the stadium. It was, it was really quite a sorry sight to witness the Marseillaise in an empty stadium. Um, and I asked uh, the French team about this and look I said your your last match your last Davis Cup match was played in front of 20,000 in a football stadium you walked out and you know it must have been a quarter full if that stadium two a few hundred people did it feel like the same competition even and how did it feel singing the Marseillaise and I got a really lovely answer from uh, Pierre Huguebert, who said, well, it was nice because it was the first time I was able to hear myself singing the Marseillaise. Um, and I was standing next to Nico, as he calls Mo, And, uh, you know, he has a lovely singing voice and I was able to hear him as well and go on his rhythm. So he was kind of making, making light of the situation, but he was also pointing out something, you know, quite profound, really, that it was a, it was a shame. Um, yeah. Now, the one thing that hasn't changed is how much the French players still love playing for France. You know, I'm not sure they necessarily agree with the format changes, but 
they're definitely here to give it an absolute to give their all um yeah you know every time they put on their colors it feels special and no matter the atmosphere in the stadium they were you know mo and air bear were as into it as they were winning the atp finals for the first time this was a really big deal for them yeah and i i think from from what we've gathered so far and obviously we haven't seen every team just yet but it feels like belgium and france are the two teams sets of supporters that have taken Mm. this change the hardest i mean i know australia did as a team at the time but they're there and they're playing playing hard and and they're giving it a chance and and as you say are the players the players are there too but but i mean france from what we hear like belgium had decided we're boycotting this we're not we're going to make a stand we're not going to go and i mean my whilst i i think that's a shame but I also do understand it, uh, the fact that they love Davis Cup so much and they put so much into those home ties and they travelled and we saw them in Australia for the Fed Cup. that They never turned it down and, and they're the ones that find this the hardest and I really do understand that. Um, and I, I think, you know, if, the, if that's the stand they want to take, it has to be respected. I kind of hope that in time, when... when They've, when this has had a, a year uh, um, of everybody throwing their hearts into it player-wise and becomes a be- it'll become a better event, you would think, when these tweaks are made, et cetera, et cetera, that maybe the, the fans will come back into it. Because, I mean, for instance, you know, it's not that far to get to mm. for, for the French, and I'm sure they would have a huge following were it not for the, the anger and frustration they feel. Um, so... You know, I guess that's a wait and see, and maybe they'd say, "Well, no, we don't feel like that." But that—that's my hope. Well, Grosjean was was very much urging patience and saying, "You know, we do need to give this event a chance." He was—he was not exactly issuing a rallying cry to the French fans, but he was saying, "Look, I understand your frustration, but we need you. You know, we are giving our all here, and we—you know—we really would like to have more of you here." It was pretty jarring to to see. You know, not many French fans in a stadium, even though they share a border with the country this event's being in. And you know, not many Japanese fans, but many more than there were French fans in that in that stadium. Um, but yeah, you're you're definitely right about it. Certain countries have given this format change more criticism than others. Um, there's there's been a lot of intrigue and curiosity from all sides and. You know, for some, that's come out as excitement. You know, they're really excited about these new changes. I think, I think the US are quite excited about about the new format. Um, and for others, it's come out as criticism and skepticism. And that is certainly the case with countries that have a Davis Cup tradition, like Belgium and France. And it comes it comes from that tradition that they've had. But I do think Grosjean spoke well when he said, you know we're prepared to give this a chance and i think i think that's a good message to be sending yeah yeah um actually great britain were in press conference today weren't they the whole team as well as leon smith um andy murray i heard speak in a kind of similar way to how he did a couple of days ago but he elaborated a bit didn't he and and yeah he he feels quite quite adamant really a little bit like grosjean that give it a give it a shot and i mean the british team are expected to have pretty decent backing tomorrow 
Yes, they are. They're, I think I think Stadium Three, which is where Britain are playing against Holland, will be pretty much full, and it will be mainly British support. Um, yes, I found out in that press conference that I am frozen illiterate, given that the GB players were were dropping in lines from Frozen and I thought something was up when Carl Edmund when Carl Edmund said uh, fear is our enemy and, and 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 Dan Evans was trying his best not to burst out into laughter but I'll be honest I thought I thought Edmund was just misquoting the famous Roosevelt uh, we have nothing you know uh, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself I thought he's just slightly got that wrong but then it turns out Murray was talking about let it go and someone cottoned on that they were they were dropping in these frozen references which i i you know a bit of fun but i i think that joke's a little bit old now yeah yeah um yeah well i'd have picked those up matt uh, (laughs) with my kids kids, i I know that's i know that song off by heart (laughs) if you'd like a rendition i'm here no well you're Um, um your picture on our um on our itunes suggests that you might be able to sing it Yes, if you haven't seen uh, the, uh, go and have a look at the Apple Podcasts app. Uh, once you've updated to the new iOS system, which I did today, because I wonder why people kept sending me pictures of my name on the on the app with a completely different bloke there, uh, who is about twenty five years younger than me, singing in a uh, what looks like in a band. And uh, looks really cool and has zero grey hair. And I was, and I've, I mean, I've been trying desperately to to, to convince people that it is me, um, but uh, I've had to admit defeat. So I'm now needing to get it changed. Anyway, I wonder who he is. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, David Law. I wonder. If, there. I wonder. The if, other one. I wonder if on his podcast your face appears. Probably. We've had a we've had a we've had a law swap. Yeah, some sort of terrible mix up. I hope his name is David Law. That'd yeah, be great. that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> David Law music. One. I know another one who's a golfer, um, and he's my favourite golfer. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, there we are. <laughs> you didn't expect that, did you, tonight? Uh, so, what time do Great Britain play tomorrow? That's uh, at 11 local time, isn't it? That's at 11, yeah. Uh, the other match right. is on uh, Serbia-Japan, so Novak Djokovic's um, debut. And Argentina, Germany, and then in the evening, Croatia, Spain, U.S., Italy, and Belgium, Australia. Mm. Am I missing any other uh, matches from today? Any other results? Um, the uh, Kazakhstan beat Holland, which does put a little bit of pressure on GB to make sure that they do beat Holland tomorrow. Uh, surprisingly, Holland lost the doubles, uh, even though they've kind of got a really strong set of doubles players. Um, and Argentina beat Chile in the first match on the main stadium, which oh, yes. which wasn't wasn't full, but had plenty of noise because there's such passionate sets of fans, and there's a lot of a lot of them living in Madrid. I think um, it's, in, it's interesting how that works, isn't it? Because yesterday there was a there was a tie which had a lot of people in, but I didn't hear an awful lot of noise. Mm. And then this one. I, I watched quite a bit of one of the matches in Chile against Argentina, and I thought, "Crikey, that sounds well. That sounds like Davis Cup." And then it, they panned around, and it actually was, you know, there weren't that that many people, but they were making a right old din. Um, and you know, 
that's what you want, isn't it? And as you say, maybe just the smaller stadium would be mm. more beneficial for for a match like that particular one. Yeah. Well, Diego Schwartzman said it was one of the best matches he's ever played in his career, which I can neither confirm nor deny having you know, my attention was elsewhere when he was playing. Yes. Um but I but Nicholas Jarry lost for Chile and I looked up his record. He has not won a match, Nicholas Jarry, since July. When he Blimey. when he won the title in is it Borstad? Is that how you say it? That's right. He won the title and he's not won a match since. Which is pretty alarming. You know, twenty eighteen Laver Cup, Nicholas Jarry. And he, uh, yeah, he can't even win a match. Oh, dear. Okay. Poor old Nicholas. <laughs> yeah. Not to worry. <laughs> Not to worry. Okay. Um, well, the, the news everybody's all been waiting for is I've been looking up Clutch from yesterday. Ah, uh, um, yes. And, you know, it's absolutely vital that we, we, we try to work out whether it is actually a word that should be, that is befitting the uh, the tennis podcast um and i've been looking it up so here's a few definitions dictionary.com says clutch means to grip or hold tightly or firmly that is a is definition that, what you meant? that is a definition that's not not the one you had in mind no let's try okay. another dictionary right okay i've got the oxford english dictionary here and this one says it's a, and there's, there are several definitions, <laughs> proper ones. And then there's another one that says North American English referring to or performing as an important moment that will decide the result of a game or competition. That's the one. I've also consulted the Urban Dictionary, obviously, and it says to perform under pressure. Yes. And we like this the Urban one, Dictionary, don't we, David? Well, this one's got. <laughs> This one's got 4,500 thumbs up and 2,099 thumbs down. So that's a win. It even won pole well, vault. I was going to say, I've, I've also obviously gone to the, the authority that is pole vault uh, on Twitter, at Tennis Podcast, where I've asked your opinions, and I think it's about 70% in favor yes. at the moment. I asked At the moment. I asked Twitter, and I think the first, I said, is it an acceptable term? And I think the first response I got was yes, and the second was no. And I was thinking, oh, thanks, Twitter. Helpful as always. You know, um, I was quite enjoying some of the responses. Uh, one or two people just saying, yes, it is a word, but, uh, but I, I hate hearing it yeah. every time. <laughs> and, and somebody actually wrote, I listen to your pod back, podcast for its Britishness. I do not want to hear that word. <laughs> Yes. I mean, I stand by it as a legitimate term, but I can see that it's maybe not a tennis podcast term. So I will, yes. I will try to rein it, you know, well, rein it in. I don't know, actually, Matt. You've got 70% of the listenership on your side at the moment, sadly. Um, so, um, you know, I think we'll, we might have to let it go. Uh, we would ask Catherine Whittaker, but she's not here to, tonight. Um, she's been uh, uh, waylaid elsewhere. Uh, however, she has just been in touch, so we know she's okay, uh, I'm happy to say. Um, and it's important that, 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 uh, that she is because tomorrow I need to tell her about something that Vern Jones has sent me. He said, who needs Davis Cup? The Cheese World Cup is in, on in France at the moment. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Catherine, it's on, it's, perhaps that's what Catherine's secretly been doing. Yeah, I think so. Running it's amazing. Matt. It's on Twitter. And somebody, I mean, this is, this is like the ultimate tennis podcast feature. 
somebody is running a pole vault competition, <laughs> a World Cup, rating a cheese against another cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so Roquefort beat um, Camembert 60-40 tonight. This sounds like the French equivalent of what Richard Osman does on Twitter with his World Cups of crisps and sweets and films and things. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh. So there we are. <laughs> Ah, you give me another feature idea now, Matt. Well done. Um, okay, well, look, I would say go go to bed, but the doubles hasn't... Has the doubles actually got on court yet? Um, I don't think it has. Surely it must have done by now. I yes, mean, it has. It has. Well, why why is Eurosport not showing it? it Eurosport should still showing Colombia against Australia at the moment in the doubles. Oh, well, it is, it is like a live score, soon to be out of date. It is 2-all, 15-40... The Spaniards, which is Granoyes and Lopez, with two break points. Okay, okay, right. Oh, it's all very interesting. Okay, well, that's going to be um, that's going to be something we can update you on tomorrow, <laughs> along with their other match uh, <laughs> here on the tennis podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, and uh, Matt, go and get to bed when you can, uh, and we'll see you again in about eight hours you'll be there again um and uh, this has been the tennis podcast brought to you in association with the telegraph executive produced by tennisballs.com with our mascot rio with a y um yeah we'll be back every day of the davis cup finals by Rackerton. uh if, if you want to go to the davis cup by the way we've still got our 15 percent off code if you go to daviscupfinals.com put in the code TTP Davis Cup Finals and you can get 15% off your tickets. Um, If you are going, you've already got tickets, have a great time and we'll be seeing you tomorrow. Bye. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.